Welcome to the official podcast of The Mixed Church with Pastor Marcus England. We exist to help people move from their past to passion and purpose, a full life in Jesus Christ. For more information about The Mix and other resources, you can download The Mixed Church app or visit us online at themixedchurch.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the message. breakthrough over the last two weeks we're on week three of our series breakthrough and I am telling you I believe breakthrough has happened I believe breakthrough is going to happen I believe breakthrough is in the work and I believe that breakthrough is manifesting in your life today I'm believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit and I'm believing that God is doing something great today. Anybody excited for what God is going to do in the house today? Anybody excited online for the breakthrough and the manifestation of the power of God in your life today? I'm excited for you and all that I believe that God is going to do in this place. Breakthrough is on the way. I'm excited, folks. I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing today. I want you to get into your Bibles to Acts chapter 22, and I believe God has a word in the house today. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where things are in your life. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter how broken or how hard things seem. I am telling you that breakthrough is on the way. God is doing something greater than we could ever imagine or even think and I am believing that these spiritual breakthroughs, what God is doing in this place is going to impact your life, is going to impact not only your life, but the people that are connected with you. Because when you get breakthrough and freedom, guess what? God can deliver other people and God can continue to deliver those that are around you because breakthrough is happening. Acts chapter 22, get your Bibles. We here believe that note takers are world changers. We believe that God is going to do something great in your life. If you are in expectation today, I just want you to type that in the comment section. I am in expectation for what God is going to do today. I come expecting, why? Because my God is a giving God. And because God is so generous, I understand that he's always in the giving mood. And so I am believing that he has something to give me on today. I am believing through expectation that God is going to do something great in our lives. Acts chapter 22. And we're starting at verse 23 where Paul has uh, literally been handcuffed and, and he is in a place where he is beginning to speak this gospel. But the problem is, is that oftentimes the world doesn't want to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is fighting against what's within. And the Bible says we... We're walking in darkness before we meet him who is the light, Jesus Christ. And Paul is speaking this message of the gospel. And there are people that are against him in this moment. Can I tell you, anytime that you're trying to bring people a sense of freedom, there's always going to be an opponent that keeps people from receiving that freedom. And today I believe that God is speaking freedom into our lives. And if we start at verse 23, Paul is has been speaking to an audience, but it gets to this point that the people, after they have heard Paul begin shouting, and it says, as they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and, and flinging dust into the air, they were irate people. They were at a place where they were tired of hearing. And, and that's what happens is that a lot of times on the inside of our heart, you will find that the enemy will bring a sense of frustration where even good news no longer appeals to our spirit. And it says, they begin flinging dust into the air. The tribune ordered him to be brought, this Paul, to the barracks, saying that he should be examined by flogging. Now, it says to find out why they were shouting against him like this. Can I, can I tell you something today that it's, it's something crazy when, when, when the enemy is trying to get a hold of your life and he doesn't even know what God even has in store. Can I, can I tell you, it's something to be in the place where you're trying to find out, listen, why am I going through so much? I don't even know what God has for me. I don't even see it. But can I tell you that oftentimes the enemy sees where your life is going. He sees where transformation is going to take place. He's 
seeing that there are areas and, and pieces of your life that you can not get a hold of because if you truly fulfill the promise that God has for your life, there is someone that's going to be set free, someone that will be delivered, someone that will receive the freedom that God has for them. And so they were a shouting against them. It says this, but in verse 25, it says, but when they had stretched him out for the whips, when they had stretched him out, getting ready to be accused, getting ready to be whooped in order to get information. It says, Paul said to the centurion who was standing by, is it lawful for you to flog a man who is a Roman citizen and uncondemned? Paul knew something about his citizenship. He knew something about where he was coming from. He knew something about where he had birthed himself from. He knew there was power in understanding his citizenship. Paul used the citizenship to get clarity to them that you're not just dealing with an ordinary guy. You're not just dealing with an ordinary individual. You're not just dealing with just any uh, 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 Mo Smoke. And I'm telling you, you're dealing with somebody who has some authority backing them. Can I tell you today that you're not just any old body. You're not just who you think you are according to your name, but God has placed a specific assignment and purpose on your life. And the enemy needs to know who you are. The world needs to know who you are because when you begin to assert your citizenship as a what? A citizen of the kingdom of God, there is power behind your citizenship. It says, when the centurion heard this, he went to the tribune and said to him, what are you about to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. So the tribune came and said to him, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? And he said, yes. The tribune answered, I bought this citizenship for a large sum, Paul said. Uh, the, the tribune said, but Paul said, but I am a citizen by birth. How many of you know that you are a citizen of the kingdom only because of the grace of God? You're a citizen of the kingdom only because of God's goodness and his love and his mercy towards you. It wasn't what you did. It's just the greatness of who God is. The last verse, verse 29 says this. So those who were about to examine him with drew from him immediately somebody say immediately it says and the tribune was also afraid for he realized that paul was a roman citizen and that he might have bound him i want to give you the title of today's message and i'm going to give it to you straight it's titled it's my right it's my right can we pray Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm believing today that your word will impact and change lives, not because of the vessel, but because of the power of your word. Let us not only be hearers in this moment, but doers after this word has entered our hearts. Father, thank you for every heart that is listening and every heart that will listen as you continue to grow them further into who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen. Amen. I'm excited because this opportunity of talking about breakthrough and after reading this scripture, thank you so much, musicians. I appreciate it. I was thinking about what it is to have citizenship, to be born into what we call this United States of America. And can I tell you, there is a, an idea or a thought process or an understanding influential of what it is to be a citizen of America. I'll never forget when we traveled over into Africa and I was getting information about how there were certain ways I was to conduct and how there were certain ways I was to find myself to move because there were certain things that people thought about what I carried as being a citizen of America. Can I, can I tell you that when we went over to Africa, and these are certain parts that when we went there, there were people that uh, would think that if I, I wear something or if I had something or if, if they knew where I came from, then there was the possibility that there could be an upcharge. When I went into the marketplaces, they would tell me, listen, listen, put your jewelry away and put your rings away and put your watches away. Because if they think you come from America, they think you have some money. 
And if some of y'all know like I know, we ain't all got some money. You know what I'm saying? We're blessed and highly favored, but all of us ain't rich. And so uh, uh, they were telling us this because the idea and perception is that if you come from America, there's a certain amount of blessing. There's a certain amount of, 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 of things that you have that put you in a better place to be able to afford more. And I thought about that as we were going, we would put certain things away. We'd be careful of the money that we were flashing or careful of what we pulled out. And, and really, it was all about a bargaining deal. But the idea that I got was that there was some kind of power, some kind of understanding, some kind of, of idea and sense of getting a, a, a clarity that there was something to my citizenship. There was a power that came in understanding where I, where I come from. There was a power that came in and recognizing that, that, that there was something else to be focused on. There was something else to be, uh, uh, I want to say, uh, in tuned into it. And so I needed to be careful because my citizenship, where I came from, it had some sense of clout. It had a sense of knowing that there was something back in me, even though you couldn't physically see anybody behind me, even though you physically couldn't see the government of the United States, my citizenship gave me rights. My citizenship gave me advantages and areas and places just because of where I came from. Can I tell you that today, if you've made the decision to follow Jesus Christ, you have citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. And in your citizenship, there comes rights. There comes the ability to understand, to know, to really be connected in with this, this, this great citizenship that I have. I am no longer, the Bible maybe even say, I'm no longer a stranger. I'm no longer wondering. I'm no longer trying to figure out my life. I'm no longer trying to figure out who I am. I know who I am. I, I'm an American. I'm a part of these United States. And, and what that brings me is a sense of understanding that I walk in freedom. I have never had the idea of what it was to be in slavery. Unlike my ancestors, I have freedom in my life. And here's what I, I need you to know is that your citizenship as a kingdom citizen brings to light the things that you have rights to. But you don't know your rights unless you know the law. And you don't know the law unless you're reading the Constitution, unless you're reading the amendments, unless you are reading their, their things that let you know your rights. Here's what I'm here to break down to you is that you're not just occupying space as a citizen of the kingdom. There are rights that you have that God has already promised to you. There are things that are already in connected with your citizenship. There are already miracles that have been performed in heaven. There are things that God has already spoken over your life as being a citizen. But if you don't know the law, then you don't know your rights. If you don't know the law, you don't know your rights. And what the enemy is so good at, I want to speak this to you today, is having you being occupied to know your citizenship but not know your rights. Because you can have citizenship yet still live the worst life possible. Why is that, Pastor? Because you said when, when I come to Jesus, he's going to make everything all right. He is going to make everything all right, but you have to know where to be to position, to be positioned for the right thing to take place. You got to understand that there are things and standards and responsibilities that come with your citizenship. You got to understand is that when you break a law, there are penalties to it. There, there are things that happen. And as you break laws, guess what happens? It diminishes the rights that you have as a citizen. You can be a citizen as long as you are obedient. We're going to tap into this a little bit quicker, but I'm here 
to let you know when the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, it's not just talking about the killing of your physical body. What it's saying is it is diminishing. It is breaking down the rights in which you have as a citizen of the kingdom. It is breaking it down so that you cannot possess, so that you cannot be able to receive everything that God has already declared over your life. So if I understand my citizenship, if I understand the law that God has spoken, if I understand who I am, there are benefits that I walk in confidence. Why do I walk in confidence? Because I understand there's a kingdom beside me as I operate and move. And when I operate and move, I'm not just operating by myself, but there's authority that's behind me. I have authority in the name of Jesus. There's something about knowing that you have authority. And where does your authority come from? Your authority comes from your citizenship. And where does your citizenship come from? It comes from your king that gives you citizenship and to his kingdom. When I operate now, I no longer operate out of myself, but I operate out of the posture of being a citizen of the kingdom. Where do you come from? It's not just America. I come from understanding. I once was in darkness, but now I'm in light. And now because I'm in light, I have truth. And out of that truth, I have understanding that I'm free. And in my freedom, I have deliverance. And in deliverance, I'm walking in wholeness. If I didn't really know my citizenship, I would tend to understand that if I don't understand and discover all that God has for me, I would be in my citizenship, yet still be a slave. And that's what I'm finding, is that many of us are finding ourselves being torn apart by the enemy, being whipped by these addictions and strongholds and broken generational mess in our lives, but we don't understand we're free. See, what I want to tell you today is that there is something that you carry around, which is your citizenship card. Why why did we get so excited about baptism? Baptism was like your citizenship card. It was the thing that declared that you had made a decision to be a part of the kingdom of God, and that was your decision. You know, when you go, and and, and I've heard when when you go and pass the test, you're a citizen, but there's nothing like getting your citizenship card. There's nothing like having ID that says, I just want to show you I'm a part of God's kingdom. I'm a part of who God has called me to be. You can't question my citizenship because I have proof. Why? The Holy Spirit is living on the inside of me. It shows the proof that I'm a part of his kingdom. It lets us know. In Acts 22, that Paul was in the place ready to be flogged. He was in the place where they were going to beat him and interrogate him. And some of us have opened the door so wide that our trials are becoming strongholds. The enemy never declared, God never declared that the enemy could make your trial a stronghold. Here's the context of where I'm coming from. There's some things that you're going to go through, but they were only supposed to be for a season. They weren't supposed to be for a lifetime. And what happens is because we don't understand our rights as a citizen of the kingdom, what we have done has given the enemy an ability to be testing us, yet also keep us in the same trial. Now our trials have not moved on and we've learned from them. They become the strongholds of our lives. 
We found ourselves depressed because of the stronghold that we got in because what? We didn't know who we were. We didn't understand our value. We didn't understand our rights. And what did it do? It kept me in bondage and it allowed what the enemy to do things that he didn't have the authority to do. Well, how does the enemy get to do things that he doesn't have the authority to do? He gets to do them when you don't understand who you are. When you don't understand the law. Well, pastor, where do I get this law from? It's through the word of God. So what's the enemy's greatest thing to keep you out of? Prayer and the word. If he can keep you out of prayer and the word, he keeps you from understanding your rights. And what you do is act as a citizen in bondage. So he can't take your citizenship, but he can take your liberty. The Bible is showing us that Paul pulls out his citizenship card. And I had to look that up because I said, well, why would they just take Paul's word for it? And when I was doing research, it says, if you were a Roman citizen, you would carry around your citizenship card because you would let people know that I am of a pristine country. The Bible lets us know it, it, it was, as I was doing some more research, it said citizenship in ancient Rome was a privileged political and legal status afforded to free individuals with respects to law, property, and governance. See, the enemy can do what he wants to do in your life when you aren't carrying your citizenship card. Well, what's that, Pastor? It's understanding God's word through the power of the Holy Spirit spirit. He has the ability to try you in things that God says are not so. And he has the ability to fool you into believing that he can do things to you without the authority and power of God. So I'm here today to let you know is that you must pull your citizenship card. Why? Because there are things that you are facing and things that you are being challenged on in your walk with God that you are never supposed to go through. I believe that many of us are battling the spirit of depression or the spirit of jealousy or the spirit of comparison is because we never spent enough time with God for him to tell us who we are. And if you don't know who you are, you start looking for other people to copy. And if you look for other people to copy, it means you turn over your citizenship and rights to someone else who doesn't even know who they are. I'm believing the day that God is calling for you to understand where your citizenship is. Because once you've been brought out of darkness, the Bible says you're brought into Light. Light means there's something radiating in you that makes you look different and that people can see inside of you. My question today to ask you is, do people see your citizenship at work? My question today is, is the light that's inside of you that came in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, is that citizenship, is that right, is that being able to be seen? Can you pull your citizenship card or have you lost the whereabouts of where God is taking you? If I'm not connected enough with the Holy Spirit, I don't know how to activate it. Can I tell you there's some places that you cannot access without an ID? Can I tell you there there's some places that you can't access unless, unless your ID is shown. There are some places you can't get it. Can I tell you there are some accounts that you can't get into without 
Woo! Without you having the proper identification, it doesn't matter that your name is on it. It doesn't matter that your name is on it. It doesn't matter that your name is on it. You can name it and claim it, but without proper identification, you don't understand. You still can't get in. You can't go off the merits of your look. You can't go off the merits of people knowing who you are. You need what? Some identification. What? What is the enemy scared of? He's not scared of a, a Sunday going Christian. He's scared of somebody that's identified by the power of the Holy Spirit. Where's your identification today? There are some things that you cannot access in your life without moving into the next realm of being identified by the power of the Holy Spirit. There are some doors that your gifts won't get you into. Every time I go to the airport, I have to go through a process. Everybody knows about the process. You got to go through, you got to get scanned, you have to be what, identified? You have to have someone take this opportunity to, to scan you to make sure you are who you say you are. <laughs> you, have, you have to have some people there to identify and to cross-check who you are as you enter into a place that's what? Sensitive because the wrong person getting into the wrong area could mess up a whole group of people, could destroy a whole lot of stuff. So we've got to take what? Extra measures to make sure that the wrong person doesn't get into the wrong place. If God blesses you in the wrong season, you could get a hold of blessings that could do more damage than they could good. And you want to make sure that you're in the season place where the identity of the Holy Spirit is connecting with where you should be going. But you don't know that you have the ability to get where you're going and you don't know what you need unless you're reading the law. And the enemy is there to fool you. Here is where I want to bring in a piece of what we've been talking about through this breakthrough series is that oftentimes we find ourselves in the place where people will oftentimes question the authenticity of our, our, our citizenship. In our constitution, it lets us know that all men are created equal. But because of the brokenness of people, there are people who made the decision that certain races of people were not equal enough to other human beings. Did you understand that the Bible already lets us know in Genesis that we are made and created in the image and the likeness of God, it doesn't matter how my skin tone is, it doesn't matter how tall or short or where I come from, all of us. But here's what will happen. The brokenness of this world will strip people of what God has already declared and leave you at a place where you don't know what to do only because you don't understand your rights. And when you don't understand your rights, you don't fight for what's already yours. See, there are things that are already yours that the enemy has tried to snatch and take away. And you've got to be able to fight for your rights and say, I know my rights. I know who God says I am. I know I'm created to do more. I know that my past doesn't affect my present and take me to my future. I recollect and understand that I'm greater than what I used to be and who I'm becoming. God has already set up and planned. But the enemy will keep me from it if I don't understand my citizenship. And I'm here today, John 10 and 10, we always use this. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He's trying to take away your rights. But here's the thing. You're not confident enough to fight if you don't know what his word says about you. 
You're not confident to know that you can walk in with your head held high and still understand that favor is over your life when you don't measure up to men's standards. Here's why in these moments, faith, favor, blessings, miracles seem so fraudulent in the work of God is because his people haven't read in his word that that is not just for a past generation, but our current situations. And so what you're doing is limiting your citizenship and rights to the focal point that all of what the power of the cross has to offer me is an escape from hell. And that's all you've left your citizenship to carry. So you'll live in bondage even though you already declared free. Because you don't understand your rights. You don't know that there are things already manifested in heaven that God is trying to bring here on earth, but you've given up because you don't understand his word. You're trying to feel your way through your journey, and God is saying, I've already declared it even before the foundation of the world who you would be. There's already a book written on you. All you're doing is just following what I've already prescribed for your life. The problem of it is, is that I don't know. So I think I'm making it up as I go. And I'm feeling like I've got to work harder. I've got to work more. I've got to do extra. I've got to do this. And God's saying, I'm already giving you the rights to it. The problem is, is you don't know how to access it. It's like having a set of keys, yet not knowing which key accesses what door. Anybody ever had that before? Anybody had that key? You don't know where that thing come from? You're just looking at it. I know this goes to something. I don't know where it goes, but it goes to... And here's the thing. So many keys look alike. So sometimes you can't tell what door the Lord has opened and distinguish what door the enemy has opened to get you off balance and to get you out of the pocket of your journey. And so you don't know what to decipher because the Holy Spirit, your ID isn't activated enough because your activation gives you a perspective and an understanding of what keys open what door. Why? Because what I'm walking into is closer to what I saw, not closer to just what I wanted. Because the enemy can give you access to doors you want. God gives you access doors to what you need. And so we're walking around with keys. But we don't know how to use them. We're walking around with access to doors that other people need. But because we're not tuned in enough. We can't open the doors for ourselves, our children, our spouses, our parents. We don't have access. And so we're frustrated trying to figure it out on our own. And God's saying, I'm ready to give you labels to your keys. You just need to show me some identity. I need to see some identification. I need to see that you're connected in with my spirit and where I'm taking you. And as I was reading this, I really started saying, God, we don't, we don't know what you promised us. So here's the thing. Every time life happens, you get stuck. And you get stuck like I get stuck. Because the idea is, is that if God is with me, then I wouldn't be going through this. But here's the thing that you must understand. God isn't the God that keeps you from trouble. He's the God that takes you through trouble. He's the God of the Red Sea when Pharaoh was on one side and the Red Sea was on the other. God said, I'm not going to make it disappear. 
I'm going to part the waters so that you'll walk through your trouble to know that I am God. That's the best way to know when God is moving is when he doesn't take you out, but he takes you through. He doesn't remove you, but he takes you walking right through it. And you're trying to figure out there's water to my left and there's water to my right. God is doing things that go against the law of nature. He is doing things that no one could see. He's opening doors that your credit cannot open. He is providing finances for things that you never had the ability to be able to do. He's opening jobs that you didn't have the qualifications to be in. He's bringing people your way that you never had the connections to make. God is walking you through it and you're looking and saying, oh, what a miracle is happening to me. Why? Because he promised it to me. I recognize my citizenship matters who I am enemy you're not going to beat up on me any longer because I know who I am let me let me show you my identity let me show you the power of the spirit of God that resides in me and that rules and lives in my life let me show you because I oftentimes when I tell my story of how I went through sickness and, and, and I'll never forget having kidney failure at 18 and being in this place where I was saying to God, Lord, you're the God that can heal. You're the God that can bring breakthrough. And I was like, God, you are, you can do it. And God was like, I sure can. I was like, great. This is only going to be for a real short season. And the season lasted six years. Six years. Heart surgery. Kidney transplant dialysis every other day. And I said to myself, well, maybe, maybe I'm not a citizen because that's what trials do. They come to test your citizenship. They come to test, are you, are you really a part of the kingdom? Are you, are you really into it? And, and here's what God did. The average time to be on the list was six years. And God made me go through all six. But can I tell you who God has made me today? It's all about what he took me through in the past. Can I tell you, I know he's the God that can open the Red Sea. He's the God that can can send manna from heaven. He's the God that can give quail. He's the God that can provide water out of a rock. How do I know that? Because I made the decision to trust him through the storm. I didn't quit because he didn't do it my way. Come on, God is trying to build you and let you know your citizenship gives you strength not to just bail out, but to walk through it. And when you walk through it, you start to say, well, how you know that's going to work? I've seen him do it before. He's the God of miracles. He's the God that can heal. He's the God that can give breath and new life into you. I've I've watched myself be on the side of the road and, and going down 95 and throwing up and getting back in the car and saying, guess what? He can keep you at your lowest time. Don't quit. Don't give up. Why do I have a testimony? Because he took me through. You have nothing to say when you've done nothing, when you've been through nothing. You have nothing to talk about, but let God take you through something so you have a testimony, something to share with the world to tell them my God can do the impossible. You can't preach something that you haven't lived through. we got too many folk trying to give people a word for something they've never walked through. You can't break people out of their brokenness when you're still just as broken yourself. God wants you to get through some stuff so you can help somebody else. But the problem is, is we're still stuck fighting our same battles. And he's trying to deliver us out. And you're saying, God, why won't you move me forward? Because you don't have access because you haven't really put into your citizenship knowing what I'm saying about who you are and who I've called you to be. So you have settled for a very substandard citizenship. God is doing miracles. 
He's taking you through. See, the miracle is, is that if he gave you a way of escape, you'd have easily gotten out of the situation. But you never would have learned. And you've never had the ability to become who he's called you to be. The miracle is that you're still alive. Y'all don't get it. The miracle is that you're still standing. These Disney movies and this, this stuff has given us this superhero mindset that I come out of everything unscathed and unharmed. And I'm trying to tell you the power of the Holy Spirit is in you not to keep you from avoiding trouble, but to take you through trouble. And on the other side of trouble, say, I'm still standing. Why do you look so good? Because I was willing to walk through the fire. The Bible said, David said, and yea, though I walk what, through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou hast given me what? Something greater than just escaping. He's not a magical God. He is a God of creation. A God can change your very circumstances. Stop trying to escape everything and let's start growing in something. I'm going to walk through it, God. And just like the Hebrew boy said, if you throw us into the fire, it doesn't matter. I'm not taking my testimony back. He can deliver me, but if he chooses not to, guess what? I still won't bow. God is looking for some people who still won't bow. God is looking for a church that's not willing to bow. You're going, uh, uh, that might make me go through some stuff. That might make me in some co- uncomfortable position, but you're still saying I won't bow because there's something greater on the outside. You must know your rights so that every trial doesn't become a stronghold. That every time you go through something, you don't have to call 10 friends to talk you off the ledge. God is trying to grow you up so that the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is activated so well that when you go through, you know what to do. I pray first. I go to his word and I remember what he promises me. I know how to get through this. I've been this way before. He's kept me through even worse moments and situations. So I don't flop. And I don't give up every time things don't work out my way. I start building an understanding that my God is with me. So guess what? I stop having such up and down moments that I can be consistent because I understand he's with me always. There's a couple things I just wanted to give to you real quick. Just to remind you, it's your right. What are some of your rights? Let me know, let you know right number one, you are chosen. You are chosen. First Peter 2 and 9 says this, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Stop asking, is God going to use you? Stop asking, did you make the right decision by following Jesus? You're chosen. You were chosen before you were born. You are chosen to do the work that he's called you to. You have to say this to yourself. I know my rights. I'm chosen. I'm chosen by God to be who he's called me to be. I'm chosen today. Somebody say, I'm chosen. You're chosen. Not you're being chosen. You're chosen. Which means God can't go back on what he's already decided and declared for your life. You're chosen. Number two, right number two. You are 
loved. Romans 5 and 8 says, but Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost (laughs) and ungodly. Can I tell you that he loved you before you look like you do now? I mean, I know you think you own it. (laughs) You're like, I've cleaned myself up pretty well. But can I tell you today that he loved you when you were just a plain old mess? Toe up from the flow up. Can I I tell you that God loves you when you ain't at your best, when when you're being tempted by all sides? Can, Can I tell you that God loves you when you've made the crazy decision to go back to the same thing that he already delivered you out of? Can I tell you, you are loved. So stop questioning God's love for you. You're a citizen of the kingdom and your love. Right number three, you are forgiven. Somebody say, I'm forgiven. Psalms 86 and 5 says, for you, O Lord, are good and ready to forgive our sins, sending them away, completely letting them go forever and ever and abundant in loving kindness and overflowing in mercies to all those who call upon you. I'm forgiven today. I know I messed up yesterday, but I'm forgiven today. I know I screwed it up. I, I know I did. I know I got all focus. I know that I got all balance. But can I tell you today, I am forgiven Regardless if you think I'm worthy to be forgiven, I'm here today to let you know I'm forgiven. So guess what? I'm not walking in condemnation. I'm not living in what guilt. I'm not letting what the enemy speak death over my life. What? I'm not fulfilling these ideas and thought processes that I can't even get back to where I used to be. There is nowhere you used to be because God's never left you. You are still loved. Can I tell you, you have the right to know that you are made new? Number four, you you are made new. Second Corinthians 5 and 17 says this. Anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. The past is forgotten and everything is new. Somebody should be shouting right now in your living room, in your bathroom, right here in the audience. You need to have a shouting moment right now. He says, the past is forgotten. Anybody understand that? I'm being made new in Christ Jesus. That's a shouting moment right there. That's an organ moment right there. That's a, I've got to give God a two-second praise break right there because I'm made new because if it had been judged on what I did, I wouldn't be worthy of being where God is calling me to be. But I understand today that my past is forgotten and I'm made new in Christ Jesus. So I have a praise on my lips and on my tongue because he's been that good. Number four, you are made new. And last, that you must understand about your life is that I want to let you know you are set free. (laughs) You are set free. Don't you let nobody's ideologies and thought processes and past thoughts of you and where you used to be and how you used to be. And and don't you let them folk call you by your old name because you've been made brand new. And here's what I want to let you know is that you've been set free through Jesus Christ and you never have to go back. But the Bible says in he in whom the son sets free is truly. You might have thought you were free before, but the Bible says you are truly free indeed. Galatians 5 and 1 says, at last we have freedom, for Christ has set us free. We must always cherish this truth and firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Today, I don't know who God is speaking to. I don't know where you're at online, but you got to say this thing today. I will not go back to my past. I know my rights. I know I'm chosen. I know I'm made new. I know I'm set free. I know I'm loved. I know that I'm a part of God's plan. And listen, I'm trying to tell you today, if you got to write that thing out every morning, 
to remind you of your citizenship, then you write that thing out. And you know what we pledge allegiance? We often pledge allegiance to a flag, a flag that can't do nothing for me right now. But if I pledge allegiance to God, my Savior, my Lord, my deliverer, my healer, my one that sets me free in the darkest moment, if I pledge allegiance to know that I am chosen, that I am loved, that I am forgiven, that I am made new, that I am set free, if I speak it over my life every day, I understand that my kingdom citizenship gives me authority to walk in all that God has called me to do. I know who I am today. I'm not going back. You arrogant. No, I'm free. <laughs> I know I'm not going back to where I used to be. I remember what he brought me out of. And I remember what he brought me through. Because everything, I didn't just come right out. There were some things God just brought me through it. I remember when he healed me. I won't forget. I won't forget what you've done for me. I won't forget how you saved me. I won't forget how you brought me out. I won't forget what you've done in my life. I won't forget all the great things you've done in me. I won't forget. Why? Because I understand my identity is in Jesus Christ today. I know my rights. Come on, tell your neighbor beside you. Say, I know my rights. Come on, throw it in the chat. I know my rights. It's my right to live chosen. It's my right to live love. It's my right to live forgiven. It's my right to live new. It's my right to live what? Free. Don't you let nobody take your rights from you. Don't you let nobody take what God has already given to you. How do you know it? He said it in his word. And everything that is said in his word is yes and amen. Stop walking with your head held down. Man, you're living arrogant. No, I'm just living free. When I was in bondage, I had a reason to have my head laid down, to have my head sobbed to the side. But I recognize today that I have been set free through Jesus Christ. I want to pray for you today. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Our hope is that you are encouraged and feel closer to God than ever before. Our vision is to see a mix of people coming together to change lives and the world. If you would like to learn more about The Mix, please visit us at themixchurch.com or download the app and fill out a Connect card. We pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon.